Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is shame. They had to win tonight? If that's, if that's the case, just let us know so we don't show up for the game. Just give them a win. Thanks for making us your sports station. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Do you fault Kyle Shanahan for not taking the ball in overtime? He explained his decision uh, to not defer, should I say, and, and he ends up taking you know, taking the ball. We, we explain the overtime rules again. Um, both teams get a chance to possess the ball, but – um, the 49ers lose their first game ever played with the new playoff overtime rules. Right. And, you know, this became something after the game, Mike, um, that a lot of people were talking about. And so, you know, Kyle Shanahan said, you know, decided to go w- with the, the latter strategy with, he, he says, analytics folks say this is the way to go. And this is, gets back to, we just had an analytics guy on last right. week. Is this the way to go? No, it's not the way to go. And guys, look, I get it. You're math guys. You love math. You love this. I, I've never understood people who enjoy math, but some people do. It makes no sense. If we're going to use, if we're going to apply logic, which I think analytics people would say you're using the logical argument, what's the sample size? Where's the 15 to 20 games where you know if you take the ball first, you're going to have a better position of winning the game? And then, you know, Shannon said, well, we like to and, and actually go in third, as if you can clairvoyantly know we're going to kick a field goal, they're going to kick a field goal, and then we'll have. Then give me some stock tips, too, if that's what analytics provides. It's a 51 and a half to, I mean, whatever it is, it's, it's, I don't understand it. A lot of the American public doesn't. Guys like old school guys like Mark Schlereth don't understand it. It's, sometimes it's simple. Let them. And by the way, the defense is on the field for just under two minutes. It wasn't like it was a, a seven-minute drive that the Chiefs were all gassed. It was quick. You know what I mean? Or, the, or I should say the, uh, the 49ers were gassed. At the end of the fourth right. quarter. Yeah. So just, you know, you know, what, you know what you've got to do. If you hold them to the field goal, it's just you, you got more. I mean, I, you could argue, okay, some control of the game is negligible. But you have an idea of what you're going to do. So I, I always say put the onus on those guys to score first. You know, not you go out there, then you stink it up, hit a field goal, they can get a touchdown and win. And that's what happened. You get the choice, obviously, to defer the kick kickoff. It's a new game, by the way, in overtime. You heard the official say it last night. We're right. starting a new game. Right. But you defer the opening kickoff, which is the overtime kickoff, and yield the ball, all right, to the Chiefs, giving their opponent, the 49ers, the first opportunity to score, affording themselves the information advantage. That's what Mike's talking about. Right. The information advantage is – do we need a field goal or do we need a touchdown? And can we go in the game? And do you want to be in that position or do you want to have the first shot and then potentially hope that they tie you and get the ball back and then you go down and win the game? Whether it's with a field goal, it's the first score after that. So it doesn't matter. Right. But it's something people are talking about. We'll let you hear what Kyle Shanahan had to say as he tried to uh, talk about receiving the ball uh, in overtime. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 A Game. This hour is brought to you by Status Truck and Trailer Repair, driven by excellence, building successful partnerships. We certainly want to hear from you guys as well. I think this was the best Super Bowl that we've had.
Um, and I know that's saying a lot, right? We, we've been on the planet for a long time. We've watched a lot of these Super Bowls. You remember Super Bowls as kids. Mike and I talk about it. You know, he's talking about the, the Cowboys and Steelers, right. who we saw as gods, those teams, right. you know, and they're playing year after year. But you get to the 80s, and then it's, you know, the dynasty was the 49ers. And then you get to the 90s, right? And it's, okay, it's the Cowboys. Every era has these great Super Bowls. But, but I, Mike, using the Cowboys as an example, their Super Bowls weren't any fun because they were blowing Buffalo yeah, out every yeah. year. Randy Gratishar went in the Hall of Fame, and his orange crush defense couldn't stop Roger Staubach. I mean, they, they and that was about as bad a whooping until the until the 49ers put it on John Elway and the Broncos, 55-10. And what the Bears did, 40, Bears smoked the Patriots, should have been the Dolphins. That's the Dolphins right. choked in the playoffs that year. Yeah, the ones that stick out to me, does it have to be a high-scoring game? No, because no. the drama of Super Bowl 25, Norwood wide right, the Giants defense against the K-Gun offense, the Steelers and the Cardinals. That was a great Super Bowl down in, in Tampa. It came down to one yeah. play there in the corner right. of the end zone. I think uh, I like for just for if you want scoring, everybody likes scoring these days. I like that Eagles with, with the Philly special over uh, over the Patriots. I thought that was an entertaining game. The Russell Wilson uh, where they should have gone with beast mode three times. That was entertaining. I just thought this one had too many punts, and I just thought you know the turnovers. I just I, I, I it's, it's good, but I wouldn't put it in, in the upper like top my top five right. Me just me personally, no doubt. And and that's why we're asking you at four zero four seven two six zero nine zero nine oh nine two nine. For me, it is because of the finish and because of what we now think of Mahomes. And I, I think you can't dismiss that as part of the overall scope of this game and what it might mean for his legacy. We'll be talking about this one for a long time. Poll is up at Dukes and Bell 929. You can go vote, uh, and we'd love to hear what you think. I think it is. 25-22, new overtime rules, first Super Bowl with the new overtime rules, and the guy that we all expected would do something special does. It doesn't get any better than that. It just doesn't. All right, we've got plenty more to get to. Tyler Sullivan's on the way. Let's get to an NFL. Welcome to the NFL. Dukes and Bell. Well, let's start with Kyle Shanahan. This is what he said about receiving the ball first in overtime. None of us have a ton of experience of it, but we went through all the analytics and talked to those guys, and we just thought it'd be better. We wanted the ball third. Um, if both teams matched and scored, we wanted to be the ones who had the chance to go win, and um, we got that field goal, so we knew we had to hold them to at least to a field goal, and if, if we did, then we thought it was in our hands after that. We wanted to be the team to possess the ball third. Right. Well, again, I, come on. Hmm. Come on. Just You go out there with your defense. I mean, for the most part, you've been handling these guys. I mean, yeah, they, Patrick Mahomes is doing some Patrick Mahomes. You, your special teams, you know, you, you, it wasn't your defense's fault, Carl. They coughed it up on that muff punt. No. You know, you get back to uh, the, the big picture. I still think the, it's the old school stuff. It's like the Dan Campbell kicking the field goal in the NFC Championship. I mean, analytics be damned. Common sense <laughs> is where we go with. Make my home score a touchdown. Okay, then I'll go score a touchdown. But I, if they score, if my defense can hold these guys to a field goal, I can go win this game. That that's the way the game's been played for a century, guys. You know, before we changed, both teams get the ball. You know, and you would also go back to now if you want to go in the old sky a style where it's sudden death. Then okay, take the ball. I'm not giving him a shot. But it's not sudden death anymore. It's not. I, it's not. I just I, I don't understand. I don't. Analytics people, you're, yeah, again, good luck with me. This is like me in algebra, Carl. Put, put the dunce cap on me. Put me in the corner. I don't understand it. There were a lot of things that happened, right, specifically in the fourth quarter that shaped this game. Because, you know, if you go back and look at where the score was and how this game played out from the fourth quarter, you know, I, I think, Mike, you go on, <laughs> you go on a 13-play drive, 66 yards, seven minutes, 
and you kick a field goal. You don't punch it in there. Right. And then they get the ball, and they go on a 13-play, 75-yard drive with seven minutes, and they punch it in. That's the game. Like, that, it, it, it's simplicity. Like, that, we don't have to go back to the first quarter, the fumble. All of that stuff mattered. But at the end of the game, you go on a 13-play drive, Mike. You're the 49ers, and you don't punch it in. We talk about the Falcons all the time not scoring enough in the red zone. That is what killed them last night. Right. And then you got behind the chains, as we said. You know, I mean, if you go back and look at it, you had uh, first and 10, and they don't get, they don't get, they get like a three-yard gain. You know, they get, they're moving the chains. You get, I'm looking at the one where they couldn't convert it. They got behind. Yeah, no, they should have made it. It's a third and four. It's just an incomplete pass. The defense brought the heat. Right. Chris Jones got it. Purdy, I had it backwards. They just got, they brought uh, Chris Jones. They couldn't contain him. And then Purdy had to, like, rush that throw that he couldn't make. So that's, look, we all talked about, you know, Bosa and the 49er defense. I just thought the Chiefs, they just rise to the occasion. Right? They just, they just, they, they make the plays, as you say, the Dukes is, and when it matters most. When it matters most. Think about the Chiefs in this 13 play drive. Fourth and one at KC's 34. They call a timeout. Ah! They go to the sideline. They come out. Mahomes, right? Off right. of right tackle, eight yards. Does that little fake? Whoop, takes first, it right up. First down, right? Then you look at the next big play in this game. It's third and six at Kansas City's 46. Mahomes, short pass to Rasheed Rashi Rice. Uh, he goes out of bounds. First down. They move the chains. Then, Mike, it's third and one. Now you're in San Francisco territory. Mahomes scrambles up the middle. Right. I mean, these are the plays that when you talk about can we win the game, What I can do anything or I'll do anything to, to win the game, this is the difference between Mahomes. And, by the way, he did this in the Super Bowl last year against the Eagles. Right. That scramble that he had, I thought won the game in the fourth quarter. But it just comes down to those moments, man. Um, third and one. Fourth and one. And you're converting. Let me uh, let me hear the touchdown, the final play. First and goal at the three. Lining up in the clock at 10 seconds and ticking. In the shotgun, Mahomes. Four-man front, receiver in motion, low snap. He runs and he throws, caught, touchdown! It's caught! Hardman caught the ball! The Chiefs have won! The Chiefs have won! The entire bench empties! Mm. Chasing Mahomes in the end zone. Yeah, man, uh, Sky Moore, the play last year was Corn Dog. This year it was Tom and Jerry. That's the play that wins the ball game. And he was wide open, wasn't he? And we, now, now we <laughs> talked We talked about analytics. And, and you know, funny because some guys, you know, I, I heard Aunt Randy McMichael talking about it. Sometimes Mahomes would zip it right out. He had to wait for that play to develop. He'd get open, boom, right timing, there. Timing it's shot. beautiful. But that's that's the key. You know, if you want to say analytics is going to help you to use motion, okay, I think using motion is just a concept of football that we sh- that you all should use to confuse the defense and get them off balance. But they use motion, and they when they use more motion, it works, and that's what they're masters at. Shanahan uses a lot of motion, but in this case, Chiefs do some stuff that gets the defenders a little sideways. Well, when you uh, see guys run one way and then they turn and run back another, which is what happened here, and you got mixed up coverages, and who's got him? You got him. All right, I'm inside, you're outside. You get screwed. And that play happens like that. Right. It's that fast, and, and a guy's wide open. It's our NFL Blitz. Uh, can I hear Ian Rappaport talk about what the Bears might do with the number one overall pick? Here is my understanding after talking to various sources involved in the situation. It would take a historic haul, a historic haul, something crazy for the Bears to move off of the number one overall selection. That is an indication that the Bears 
absent some sort of wild draft compensation from someone trying to move up for Caleb Williams, that is a sign that they will likely take a quarterback number one. That also is an indication that they will likely move on from Justin Fields. If that is the case, they should be able to get prime draft pick compensation for their starter for the last three years. Fields really impressed. I know the Bears really like everything that he has done on the field, in the locker room, in the organization. It's just a rare opportunity to make the number one overall selection and take a franchise quarterback. Now, the irony would be great if Fields comes in here and they just get they can just squeeze out more consistency through Zach Robinson, who we're going to speak to, by the way. We're going to be at Flower Branch on Wednesday. I get our first chance to talk to, uh, who's it, uh, the new Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Lake. Jimmy Lake, the new D.C., coming from uh, a former head coach of Washington. We get to talk to Marquez Williams, and we, of course, will talk to Zach Robinson. Looking forward to talking to the O.C. because everybody wants to know what the plan is. But if, if the irony would be Fields comes here, we, we get him straight. And then Caleb Johnson becomes uh, Caleb Williams becomes big nothing in Chicago yeah. after being everybody's grand slam number one. That yeah. would be something. It would be. But don't you lose leverage though if you? I mean, obviously until the draft pick is made, the idea is that everyone around the league thinks you're going Caleb Williams. So you could argue you're not going to get a first round pick necessarily for Fields, right? I, I'm not. Unless give- you get teams into a bidding war, that means more than one team has to be in love with Justin Fields. True enough. But I'm not giving up a first rounder for him. Um, it's just not happening. Right. A second, future, third, maybe. I'm not giving up a first round. We'll see where it goes, but this is no secret in Atlanta. Dukes and Bell have been talking about this for months, and we believe that there is a real possibility it could happen. As Mike has said, it's one of our options, right? right? But that's where we're at. We've got options on the table, so we're going to look at them all, and we'll see what the, what's best for our football team. Tyler Sullivan is going to join us next, CBS Sports NFL writer. We'll talk Super Bowl and much more next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tim Picks over the weekend enjoying a nice cold Hey Man L as you were enjoying the big game. We appreciate it. A lot of that got retweeted and certainly uh, put on the gram as well at Dukes and Bell 929. We got a poll question up about the Super Bowl at Dukes and Bell 929. Go vote. Let's talk to Tyler Sullivan, CBS Sports NFL writer. Tyler, did Kyle Shanahan screw this up for the 49ers last night? It's like I thought Groundhog Day was a few weeks ago. It's, it's pretty remarkable that we're already talking about Kyle Shanahan again, kind of blowing a big Super Bowl lead. You guys know just as well as I do up here in New England, he has an affinity for doing that as an offensive coordinator. Did it a few years ago as head coach of the head, of the San Francisco 49ers against these Chiefs. 
And then you go into this one again, double-digit lead, and here comes Patrick Mahomes. There's a lot of questions for this team, and I think there's a lot of blame to go around. Certainly Kyle Shanahan's one of them, and for better or worse, he has this stigma now on him because of the three instances now that we're talking about. So, yeah, there's some questions about, you know, other, other you know, obviously Chris McCaffrey fumbles on the first play, first drive of the game. Right. That's not on Kyle Shanahan eliminate the scoring opportunity. But, yeah, there is partial blame here to go on Kyle Shanahan for blowing yet again another double-digit lead in the Super Bowl. I will say this, you know, in his defense, uh, and it's awkward to defend Kyle, but I will try, is the special team screw-ups. You know, you had the, yeah. the, the muff punt, and don't forget, we had the blocked, field, uh, the blocked extra point, which was, which was mm-hmm. huge. Yeah, no, it's, t- it's totally true. Again, you know, that's, that's, that's one of those things that happen. It, you know, it's a kind of a cascading event. It's tough in a game like this to kind of pinpoint the bad guy. You know, who's the guy that actually screwed it up? What happened to the San Francisco 49ers? Because there are a multitude. Of things and obviously the muff punt was kind of the, the 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 fire that lit the wick for the Kansas City Chiefs to come back, but but ultimately, sure, yeah, it, you know it's it's tough to look at Kyle Shanahan for a couple of different reasons. You know, you come out of the second half, you have three straight three and outs. You're not moving the ball. I think they had a, a grand total of zero total yards or negative two total yards from scrimmage in those first three drives. You just need to be you just need to play better football than that coming out of the gate. And the fact that his players didn't know the rules for the new <laughs> overtime. That That's egregious. That can't happen. How does that even happen? I agree mm-hmm. with you. Tyler Sullivan, our guest here on Dukes and Bell. So uh, what does this do for, for Patrick Mahomes, in your opinion? Listen, we're debating this. I think this is one of the best Super Bowls ever. I think it's the best one with an overtime finish. Mahomes winning again. He's living up to this expectation. And now, you know, he's on a pedestal. There's no debating it, right? He's, he's on a, a different level and a pedestal now when you start talking about uh, these quarterbacks in the National Football League. But what does it do for him? And more importantly, what's it do for Andy Reid? It's so crazy because we immediately jump to, oh, he's going toe-to-toe with Tom Brady. Let's match the six years to start of his career. He's won three Super Bowls in five years. Brady has done that as well to begin his career. But to me, I, you know, and that's a very valid argument. That is, there is, you have to start somewhere to go up against Tom Brady in terms of the pantheon of NFL greatness. Mm. He's on that track. He is firmly has Tom Brady in the crosshairs. But I don't think it does justice to what he's doing right here and right now because we're, we're immediately jumping to Tom Brady. But this dude is passing Peyton Manning. He's putting himself up with Joe Montana, he's going toe-to-toe historically with John Elway, Roger Starback. I mean, we're, we're immediately jumping to the top, but we're talking about some of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. And it's a remarkable how quickly this kid at 28 years old has quickly surpassed all of them or at least put himself in that pantheon. There, there's, there's not a lot of guys that have won three Super Bowls, let alone three MVPs, and has the third most playoff wins all time just past Peyton Manning. It's crazy that we're talking about this, but as much as we say, okay, can he be the greatest ever? He's certainly on that track. But let's not shy away from the fact that he is already, in six years as a starter, putting himself past statistically, guys like Peyton Manning. And that's crazy. Right. Montana, of course, never lost the Super Bowl. He did lose. I was telling, arguing with Carl, as Tyler Sullivan joins this guy from CBS Sports, NFL writer, is, yeah, he has gone toe-to-toe with the GOAT. And the GOAT's beaten him in a championship game and beat him in a Super Bowl, for what it's worth. I mean, but obviously, he can certainly play in a few more. 
Yeah, that's going to be the big question, right? And I, I wrote about this leading into the Super Bowl. You know, I'm up here in New England, so, you know, they always ask me to do the Tom Brady stories and the Patriots stories. <laughs> and so, you know, it, it, they, it, the question is, what can Patrick Mahomes do to pass Tom Brady? Because you can't just say, oh, he wins seven, and statistically, you know, the way the NFL is going, he'll have the numbers that blow Tom Brady out of the water if he plays to, say, late in late 30s, 40 years old. Sure, but this is not a LeBron James versus Michael Jordan statistical championship counting argument. They, they, they're, they've played each other on the highest of stages in the Super Bowl, in the AFC championship, and Tom Brady has swept the series in that regard. So it's not like we can play this game of one-on-one versus Michael Jordan and LeBron James. They were never in the same era. They never overlapped. It's tough to try to parse those things. This is very clear and concrete. So it's going to be a little bit more difficult as we move forward. Obviously, it's very easy now coming off the highs of this Super Bowl, which was a fantastic Super Bowl, to say he's going to be the greatest of all time. Patrick Mahomes is well on his way. As crazy as it sounds, it's halftime. He's got three. Brady has seven. And honestly, the fact that he has the head-to-head he kind of has to blow him out of the water. We're talking eight Super Bowls. Come on, and Tyler. Come crazy, on. Crazy remarks. But just, just from a head-to-head standpoint, that's a tough argument to make if you lose the head-to-head in a Super Bowl against the guy that you're trying to say you're better than. Yeah, uh, that is fair. Um, and, and that is the uniqueness of where he is in his career. We're talking about Patrick Mahomes and his age. By the way, we don't even know. Here's the crazy thing. What if he didn't want to play to his 45? He might want to be done at 38. Who knows? You know, I mean, we don't know how long he wants to play. So that's another element in this. Brady just kept playing and playing, and he was great to the end. But uh, we'll have to wait to see as far as the legacy is concerned. Let's talk about about Brock Purdy for a second. I I thought he played well. I'm not looking at this game. I'm looking more at Shanahan, Tyler, than I am at at Brock Purdy. I know there were some throws that he didn't make, but give me your evaluation of what you thought about Purdy. No, I'm right there with you in lockstep. I don't think this is a game that's an indictment on Brock Purdy. And, you know, there was a, there's, a, there's an avenue that we could have went down in this Super Bowl where it becomes very clear that Brock Purdy is a product of the Shanahan system. Mm. He can't lead you to a – he can take you to a Super Bowl, but he can't win you a Super Bowl. We could have went down this rabbit hole. It would have been great radio. It would have been great content for me all day long. That didn't happen. He actually impressed me in this game because there was a lot of adversity that he had to play in going up against the guy like Patrick Mahomes, in the aura that he is now starting to have around him, that alone is tough to go toe-to-toe against. But after that muffed punt, I mean, you talk about a response after the Chiefs score a touchdown, you're talking about a 12-play, 75-yard touchdown. You score on your final two drives to help send it to overtime. You go into overtime, you take the ball, which, again, is a question, but that's on Kyle Shanahan. He takes the ball and is able to score. He kind of answered a lot of questions for me in terms of, what is your resolve when your back's against the wall, when you're in those tight scenarios? He just so happened to be going up against a once-in-a-lifetime player in Patrick Mahomes. And so I, I don't put it on Brock Purdy. I think that he is a more-than-capable quarterback in this system for the 49ers. And he, this is not a scenario where we're going to be looking at him saying, well, he's the problem. They need to find somebody else. There's a new answer. They need to go get Tom Brady or go get somebody else or yada, yada, yada. I don't think that's the case here. I think it's just that they ran into a once-in-a-lifetime type player in Patrick Mahomes, and he made one more throw 
threw the touchdown, didn't get the field goal in overtime, and that's the difference in this one. Got to play with poise, man. Tyler Sullivan with us from CBS Sports. We talked special teams, and we mentioned earlier, Tyler, the, the Greenlaw injury, which was just so weird. Watching a guy, you know, run around the field, and his Achilles blows up. So it just it seemed like there was a dark cloud for some of the 49ers. Back to the Chiefs. Uh, you know, you mentioned Mahomes. He's showing no sign of stopping, so there's no reason for the big uh, Kool-Aid man, Andy Reid, to stop either, right? No, I wouldn't say I wouldn't think so. And he said as much today and even last night a little bit as well. That, you know, if you're Andy Reid and as long as it's not a health thing and anything that keeps him off the field in terms of health, why would you walk away? It's a great gig. You're bare minimum. It feels like AFC championship every year. You can rack up wins. You know, we talked all season about Bill Belichick trying to get to the all-time wins record. Andy Reid with Patrick Mahomes is going to at least lock up double-digit 12 wins a season, it feels like, for have himself climb up those same rankings. And so if you're Andy Reid, to me, health permitting, there's no reason to walk away because you're only going to solidify your legacy with Patrick Mahomes alongside you. Now, it, you know, it's, it's so funny because I was on a podcast leading up to this Super Bowl and we're talking about – Andy Reid's Hall of Fame credentials and, and going forward and all of that. And it's funny how the narratives change with winning because not too long ago, we were clowning on this dude for his clock management. No one talks about that anymore. <laughs> and that's what a few Lombardi trophies will do for right. you. And, and he, this is probably going to send him to Canton, no doubt. Brady played in 10 of these, won seven of them. It's pretty impressive to think that at this age that Patrick Mahomes even has a shot at doing something like that, but he's got a long way to go. Tyler Sullivan, great work as always. Read his stuff. CBS Sports NFL writer, we appreciate you stopping by, man. No problem. Anytime. Good stuff. Bradshaw 4-0 in the Super Bowl. Montana Mike mentioned. Mm-hmm. Aikman 3-0. He's got as many as Aikman right now, and, and obviously he's considered the best Cowboy quarterback, right? Staubach was the guy. Right. Aikman then wins three, and it became Aikman. I mean – He's got as many Super Bowl rings as Aikman. And right. I, I, it's crazy. He's got more than Bart Starr, more than Jim Plunkett, more than Eli Manning, more Peyton. than Bob Greasy. More than Peyton. Yeah. So it's, like I said, we think he's going to be around and we can have this argument every year now if he keeps doing what he's doing. But Brady did beat him, albeit in that COVID Super Bowl. And that was the one that was toe-to-toe. And they did beat him in a championship game, as we talked about. We got a lot more to get to, guys. Coming up, Yeah Man, No Man is on the way. It's the Monday after. Maybe you're dragging around. Come on, wake up! It's Dukes and Bell. (laughs) Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 
It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up, we're going to talk about what Arthur Blank had to say. Uh, it is still resonating, but uh, he tried to clear the air. Did he really? We'll get into it coming up on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It's the day after Super Bowl 58. Chiefs win 25-22 in overtime against San Francisco. And we've been talking a lot about it. Tyler Sullivan just stopped by. It's, it's funny because there is this resentment before we get to yeah, man, no man, about Kyle Shanahan. And to Mike's point, uh, I, I don't hold that. Uh, you know, right. listen, th- there were a lot of mistakes made in Super Bowl 51. DQ had a headphone. He had a microphone. He could have clicked in and said, yep. hey, well, let's run the ball, man. Big, nobody, nobody had big picture at that time. Correct. So I, I don't solely hold Shanahan responsible because there were so many other things, mm-hmm. you know, even on the field when a running back misses his block and Matt gets smacked and we fumble. I mean, there's right. a lot of things. But with that said, I'm not holding that against him. But there is this sentiment, especially here, Mike, where you know a lot of people last night were saying, Dukes, man, good for him, and there's karma and, and all of that stuff. I, I just think it comes down to, you know, <laughs> Chiefs made plays at the end and, uh, you know, the 49ers couldn't get a stop. And, and really, I don't know if that has anything to do with Shanahan. Right. His team went on a 13-play drive and, and couldn't punch it in. That maybe had something to do with him. Right. But either way, uh, we're talking more about the Super Bowl coming up. Right now, let's get to Yeah, Man, No, Man. It's time for Yeah Man, No Man. He's the former MVP of his high school football team. Not really. From New Jersey. The Cavs are here. And gives rapid fire questions. Here's the executive producer of the Dukes and Bell Show, Chris Thomas. If you're wondering why we do Yeah Man, No Man, it's because we say, hey, hey man. man. It is our beer. You can find it around the great state of Georgia. It's in every Publix. Uh, if they don't have it, ask for it. All right? It's in yeah. mom and pop package stores. It's in the big stores as well. So uh, this is our, our segment. We don't expect you to guys to, to know. Or maybe you're new to the show. But, yeah, that's why we do Yeah, Man, No, Man. What's your two cases at my party, by the way? Oh, man. it was Killing it. This weekend, yeah. a great weekend to have some Hey, Man, Super Bowl weekend. That's why I said I'm sad. Like, yeah. you know, all that is – and not, not that it's not going to – stop or that we're going to stop drinking. Hey, man. Right. But the football season, man, tailgating and all the things that go along with it. Right. You know, we got the Braves to look to. We'll talk about pitchers and catchers reporting. Uh, but, man, there's nothing like like football. All right, Turtle, what's going on today? Yeah, our buddy uh, CJ Nikowski is going to join the program tomorrow to do a little nice. season preview for us. Awesome. Um, Andy Reid is catching some flack, not because he almost got bumped to the ground by his tight end, but because of something that we do all the time on this show, and it's called phrasing. Oh. Big Red was talking about, uh, well, a big something else. Andy, you had to come back from 10 points down again, and then you had all this pressure of having to tie the game late in the fourth quarter, down three in overtime. How did this team pull it off? Well, there was no doubt. I mean, the guys were great. Uh, defense played out of their mind. Huh? How about that D, baby? Just kept persevering and pushing and pushing and pushing and did a great job. (laughs) I'm so proud of the whole group, special teams. Now give me your nuggies. (laughs) How about that D, baby? It's all about the D on this show, Carl. (laughs) It is. 
Orin, there you go. Please add that to the repertoire. Yeah, I think that's got that D, baby. There I think go. that's, that's got to be in the top of the show now, man. Um, Valentine's Day is coming up, guys. Yeah, baby. How about that D, well, baby? It yeah, matters. You better have that D. It does. The, and, it, and you know, Mike, it all starts. With the D. Yes. So, uh, listen, he's not wrong. I mean, he's right. The D was amazing. Explain it to me again. Using your nuggies. I still have that makes me laugh. It makes me laugh every day. I've seen that commercial five. That one and the other one earlier in the year where he's like, Coach, it did it again. They're drawing mustaches. And he chose the Sharpie. I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Yes. I, man, I'm sorry. I know it's stupid. It makes me laugh every freaking time. No, they're good. They, and listen, when, right. you've, you, when you work as closely as all those guys do together, grinding in right. year in and year out, then you get to celebrate the success by doing some dopey commercials. Right. It works. All right. Uh, somebody that's not working in terms of his phrasing is Draymond Green. Uh-oh. He addressed the media. He had one of his first real in-depth interviews since he's been back mm. on the court for Golden State, and it went about as well as you'd expect. Uh, what have you learned since your suspension? That when I'm in the game, we are a very good basketball team. Incredible. Um, and I think people are starting to see that. So that's what I've learned. Okay. He not should get really, suspended again just yeah. for that answer. Yeah, not really, <laughs> not really bringing much to the table, one could argue, despite the fact they've committed to you a big, big contract, Carl Dukes. Uh, yeah, they gave him 100 mil. There's no yeah. doubt. Uh, they're okay. I mean, they're not the Golden State Warriors that they once were. No. Um, I don't even think, to be quite honest with you, just looking in the West, I don't even think that this is a team that gets to the Western Conference Finals. But! Draymond does make them better. And I've said this. They don't win the chips that they've won without Draymond. Problem is, crazy Draymond has kicked in. Mm-hmm. And crazy Draymond has hurt the Golden State right. Warriors more than he's helped them. As a matter of fact, I think crazy Draymond helped destroy the culture in which yep. they had built. And that has been part of the problem with Golden State. Yes, they're long in the tooth. They're getting older. But right. the culture they had has been destroyed partly because of the, the, the things that he did. How much do you think the Warriors PR staff was fuming after he said that? <laughs> eh, probably, probably a lot. <laughs> yeah, it just you're right. It just it, it's they're not the same squad. It's going to take some kind of like epic run. Yeah, I, I thought I, I was. Were you expecting a little bit more at the trade deadline? I, I did. Uh, well, yeah, there wasn't much that they could pull off, but yeah, I, I did because I honestly I thought Mike they might trade one of these big pieces. Mm-hmm. You know, Clay, Steph. They're not trading Steph. You but, know, it's but, interesting. But, about but Draymond, Clay. they've all been together. Right. I thought they might try to move one of those guys. Go ahead. So Clay came out today and said that starting next season he would be okay coming off the bench. Yeah, they benched him. It was like the last seven minutes and fifteen seconds of a game last week, and he was like, "I'm as healthy as I've ever been before," but. If this is what's going to go on and go forward, I guess I got to be with it. Yeah, roles change, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I think that's the brilliance of some of these teams that do continue to make runs. Uh, by the way, Clippers, Golden State, you want to see how good they are? Let, let's see what they do against the Clippers, who are basically a half a game out of first place now mm-hmm. in the Western Conference. And everybody says they're the best team. They're playing the best. Let's see what Golden State does, as they are currently the 10th seed, Mike, right. in the West. How about We're talking that? about us. Golden State, the 10th seed. Oofa. So, Draymond, I'm not sure how much better they are right now. We're a much you. better basketball team. But get out of yeah. here. Well, come on. You know, get over yourself. Come on. Come on. All better right. than that. Or maybe not. Well, I don't uh-huh. yeah. Well, um, <laughs> I'm very interested to hear your guys' take on this. This clip went viral over the weekend. And basically, people are having one of two reactions. They're saying it's either really progressive and I want to hear more of this. Is this Taylor Swift? No, because it's unique insight. Or they're saying this has gone too far. We need to stop player on player podcast. This was you know who, Micah Parsons, interviewing Jordan Love. 
what was your strategy, uh, philosophy of how to, you know, break down our defense? Yeah, man, I think that the key for us going into the game was we, we needed to run the ball. Like That was a huge thing. Obviously, we played y'all the year before, and I felt like we ran the ball pretty well. So um, just going against y'all, I'm like, I'm not trying to talk, but y'all linebackers, you know, I think y'all had a DB playing linebacker. Um, I don't know, but like that was our goal was to be able to run the ball and it was going to set everything else up. And obviously, uh, I think y'all biggest weapon is y'all pass rush. He's not wrong. Part of the reason why they got gouged is because the Cowboys are smallish. Mm -hmm. It's what Dan Quinn does because he likes faster, quicker guys. Almost like safeties more than linebacker in size like we had. You're right. So you run right at those guys, and that's what they did. So that's why Jordan Love is saying we needed to run the ball. And, oh, by the way, bro, <laughs> you guys bro. had like a small guy right. in the box. We were going to exploit that. But that's a little bit too much info, isn't it, Turtle? Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm interested to hear your guys' opinion on it because – the more and more, like the middleman has been taken completely out of these podcasts now. And eventually you would think if you keep doing this too much, someone's not going to like what you're talking about when it comes down to player on player. Because that stuff gets personal, man. Yeah, I've always been kind of blown away just how forthcoming Micah Parsons is. You know, Carl, and some of the things he said about his coaching staff, about his team. I mean, let alone the guys he's going to be lining up us out, you know, against, right? There's a lot of stuff in that building that he's put out there. You know, very interesting. Marquise Bell is 6'3", 205. That's small-ish right. as, an, as an inside linebacker, and that's what he's talking about. Right. He's listed as a safety in that game. That's what they had him as. It, it hurt him. Yeah, I mean, it's, the idea is in the passing league, the idea is you're going to be – got guys you can cover. And that's what Dan Quinn was really good, right, positioning those guys. So in the pass game, because you're passing so much more and you're nickel, so you got linebackers you can cover. Yeah, but you can run them over. Big, what's Bud, Bud Phillips said? Big box car runs over a little box car. Yeah, I just – and that's the thing. He's right. The pass rush is great with Lawrence right. and – and and Micah and all those guys, but they weren't stopping the run. So interesting stuff from Jordan. But yeah, right. I mean, I, if I'm Jordan Love, I would have been like, bro, I can't tell you that. And would have made maybe a joke about it. Right. He's just exploit. Like, yeah, let me tell you because Here's that's what happened. That's coming straight from Matt Lafleur. That was the game plan. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I remember Mark Slara told us when he was on last week about the Falcons Super Bowl in '98, knowing if they're going to stay in nickel, we're going to run them. We're going to run them over. Yep. Jordan Love, come on my podcast and tell me how you whip my butt or and hit my music. Yeah, the other Cowboys linebacker is Demond Clark. He's 6'3", 240. Mm. Big difference. And that's that's what he's talking about. Hey, man, we got a lot more to get to. Super Bowl was great last night. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Not just the ending. The fact that we got a very entertaining game. It right. was fun to watch. And you know what? It went down to the end. As a fan, we couldn't ask for much more than that. Coming up, though, we got to talk about what's going on around college football and a hire that Mike and I find very, very mm. interesting. Next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.